Welcome to Things to Know. I'm Luca, and on this show, we talk to the people that make the Thingdoms special. Today, we're sitting down for part two of my interview with iconic community member, Bilo. I hope you enjoy, but more importantly, I hope you learn something. Thank you so much for coming on today. Seeing as this is a part two, I feel like most people probably know who you are. If you don't, you can go back to part one and listen to that. But can you give us the too long, didn't read on your background who you are just to kick it off? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm really a product of my family. Um, my my grandpa, my grandfather, rather, um, he gets offended when we call him grandpa. Uh, he's uh, an archaeologist. He digs a lot. And uh, he was the one that found the fossils in the amber and he brought them home. And um, I think last week we just talked about how I visited the park for the first time. And yeah, I think that sums it up. I mean, everyone else knows the rest. So, um, yeah, we left it off, I think, right before all the dinosaurs got out. Really looking forward to that part of the story. Um, yep. For real, though, <laughs> be loved, the one and only voice of the metaverse, future president of the metaverse. Um, excited to have you on again. I think last time we left off talking a little bit about Thingdoms and Thing FM and, and the contributions you had to that and kind of the culture that it popped up around that. Um, around kind of calling people out, making them feel needed and, and known. Um, I want to dive a little bit more into that and into the community that was built there. You had the opportunity to meet some of the Thingdoms community members in NFTLA, a whole bunch of other people in NFTLA, I assume. Can you talk to us a little bit about that experience and then just more broadly about community and what it's like to, to meet people in this space? Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing meeting people in the Web3 space that you've never seen before. Because in my head, and I know you have the same thing and everyone else listening, people are their profiles. And a lot of people don't, they're not doxxed. People don't know who they are. So it's so funny. I I walk around my whole life thinking that like a buddy of mine is, you know, a duck or a thing or whatever. And it's like, that's, and they just embody that personality of whatever they've chosen regardless. I, I remember having a conversation. There's, there's, there's probably six or seven friends I have that were really close that I've never seen them and they've obviously seen me. So it's a, it's a weird, I feel, I feel like they're cheating. You know, it's like, Hey man, come on. I, I won't, I won't let you down. Let me know what you look like. Um, but I've, I've had to tell people before, like, man, your, your PFP is coming across, like because of your PFP, everything you're saying has come across pretty, uh, you know, what, whatever it may be, which is kind of funny, but uh, my very first um, Thingdoms meetup was Shay, and Shay Beignet has absolutely uh, been on this show, and he's a, a key member of the community. Um, but yeah, he's he's also I think he I think he uh, tried to call me out for having too much cream in my coffee on your show. I had completely uh, forgotten about that, to be honest. Oh yeah, but yeah, he did. He he went you, for you about on it? that one. Yeah, I didn't forget about it. No way. Uh, <laughs> that guy said, let's have a coffee date and let's go to Panera Bread. I mean, what do you do? I walked up there. I was like, I'll take a cold brew. And they're like, you want a little bit of cream? I was like, yeah, a little bit of cream, like a little bit. And they give me like a gallon of milk. And he's like on me for that. So I say 20 shows later, 20 <laughs> weeks later, number one, I say to you, Shaben, the next time you invite someone to coffee and it's Panera Bread, you are the one losing. Uh and- <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad tangent. Anyway, uh, Shay is awesome. And he was the first thing I met in person. And from there, I went to LA and got to meet um, Owen and Luke and DJ and Gom Gom. And E-Man was there and and all just stand up, grade A people. And that's kind of the thread of, of 
it seems like not only the Thingdoms, but mostly just Web3. They're all, we're all, we seem to be great people, but apparently that's not exactly true because of all the, uh, all the scamming going on. Um, I was going to say, like, there, there is a fair amount of malicious actors in this space. Um, yeah. Maybe they're just like a very small, active vocal minority. Every, every time I meet a Thingdom, and, and even last time in New York, uh, I did get to hang out with DJ again, and Ellie was there. Um, Litmus was there. All these, all these amazing people uh, were right there, uh, right next to me. And it just, it, it felt just like we were in the dance floor talking. Like it was crazy how well it, it correlates with real life. Um, I personally am not, I'm not capable of acting like someone I'm not. I, I can't, if I wanted to, to be a character, I would have to intentionally like go into that and I, and it wouldn't be believable. So even online, I, I know like a, probably some people think you could just reinvent yourself online and you got the keyboard to play with. But I would argue that it's not really that easy. It's not a thing you can necessarily like do, you know, you're not, you're not tricking people with your personality. That's just who you are. And if you can, you're, you're, I don't know, there's, there's a little bit more going on there. So, um, with all that, I, I think to answer your original question, it, it seems to me that, that the Thingdom's crew is a cut above man, intellectually, creatively, the ability to, uh, to hang, and uh, I've just been so honored to to be part of the community. And and with that, dude, we should we should give away this angry face thing. Yeah, I'm down for it. Let's uh, let's absolutely do it. I know you had put out that tweet. Do you want to tee it up a little bit and then let us know who won the angry face giveaway? All right, drum roll, uh, my friend Luca. I'm sending the thing to you. Oh, it's me. That seems it's, like a scam. No, it's not. A, <laughs> it's not a scam. Here's why: because I want to talk about how you started things to know, and I want you to know that what you're doing, what you've done, and what you are going to do is so impressive. It's so cool. I'm I'm honored to be on your show right now. I'm honored to have messages in my DMs from you before the show started to see your tenacity and to see your ability to put something together. So Luca, I gotta say, I'm giving the thing to you. Oh, the music too. The whole you, thank house you, is asleep you. right now, and I'm yelling in the kitchen. <laughs> Luca, thanks for all you do for the Thingdoms. I think this stopped in like five seconds. I can't remember. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. I I appreciate it. I appreciate the feedback and and the support from day one. Um, I mean, we've talked about it offline, but um without your support and without you kind of advocating for me and giving me the opportunity, I never would have been doing this um, for 22, 26 some odd episodes or however long it's been at this point. So, yeah, I mean, man, that, that you can insert me into, into the story. Um, and that's really kind of you, but I mean, I can, I have proof that, that you, you messaged me and said, what would it look like if I did a show where I interviewed different things and I just said, hey, do it. Just send me a pilot episode so I can see what we're working with. I went back and talked to Luke and Owen, and they're like, yeah, let's let's hear it. 
sent back the uh, pilot episode and we were all like, what is this? It was so good. And, and I'll just say, as a musician, I, I, I've learned this thing. Um, whenever we need like a drummer um, and, and a drummer approaches, you know, let's say it's the last minute. Like I was in Philly. I had a show in front of a booking agent. And this, this, my bass player, like, got sick. He, he swallowed. This is a true story. He swallowed a Philly cheesesteak the wrong way <laughs> and it got stuck in his throat. Okay. So what I'm saying is in that moment, anybody that would have approached me and been like, you got two hours of showtime. I can do this. You, you want me to do it? I've learned in my life that anybody that has the confidence to make a, to make a call like that, they're, they're capable, man. They're insanely capable. Like a drummer that says I can do it with like a, with one hour prep time, just to know it. I've never been let down by somebody who's made a call and said, go, if I put the ball back in their corner and said, all right, shoot me, shoot me a file, shoot me something. Let me know. Because oftentimes it stops there. Oftentimes someone has a dream and a, and a vision and an idea. And I, that's my thing. I identified it to you last week. I love to set people up and to help them win and, and have fun. That's the, the most joy I could ever have in life is when I see someone else win who I've potentially at least encouraged or set up in any way, shape, or form. That's, that's what I'm chasing. If you want to know what gets me going, that's it. So that's why when all my friends say, hey, will you help me with this? Will you help me with this? I'm like, yes, let's go. I'd love to. So you, you, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is when I make that first ask and put it back in your, your court, it's up to you now. And anyone that's ever gone that next step and said, yeah, here it is. Here's, here's the proof. Um, it's, it's all, that's what Domo did. Domo sent me messages like, Hey, I, I got some mixes. I'd like, like to do something with him. I was like, send him over. Let's see what you got, you know? So then he did, he took the next step. So, so I just, I know what it takes to take that step. A lot of other people do in different fields too. And I know that sometimes it's it's not that you would ever feel unappreciated because I know especially in the Thingdoms community they do a great job of making you feel appreciated. But um, you're up for the uh, you're up for any reward or giveaway. Also, you're not you're you're not out of it. And I just wanted to give it to you as a as a sign and a token of gratitude for what you've done and you've ran with this thing. And I hope I hope you never stop. I know at some point it won't make you. I mean like. <laughs> know episode twelve thousand, you know whatever i don't know but uh I, I just hope your aspirations to to keep doing things like this don't stop and if me giving you the angry face thing could encourage you or inspire you in any way shape or form man you're the guy congratulations uh that's that's how it's happening well thank you i i appreciate all of that i've always said that um doing this show has just been incredibly enjoyable and i've learned a ton from it and i enjoy it um but talking to all of the different community members is just one of the best things I do every week. Um, I love doing it. I love talking to everyone here and, and just getting to know you all. Um, like you were saying earlier, you're talking to people on the Discord, you're talking to people on the dance floor, you're seeing the profile pictures, um, and you kind of feel like you know people, but there's something a little bit different when you're able to get on a call and actually talk back and forth with them. Um, so I've, I've loved that process and just getting to know the entire community. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, and yet again, Absolutely. all your support and, and help on it and the entire community and team's support on it. So thank you. We all back Luca in, in the chat, go crazy mm -hmm. with, uh, uh, with Luca memes. We need to, I don't know if you have your own gif or, or sticker yet, but dude, we got a, We got a locked in sticker in there. We need some sort of Luca sticker. I'm going to, I'm going to hit up Luca about that before you air and see if we, if we get a Luca sticker in time, I want you to spam it as as hard as ever right now. I don't care if there's like 
15 people in here or 50 like lucas sticker it up oh man boy. this oh guy deserves i do have to say there oh was boy. a theory last week um that i was secretly angry face and that that's why we were doing the documentary that it was going to spin to a, an interview which i thought was brilliant i wish i was angry face because that would have been twist of the century um i do have to say the nft coming to my wallet is not gonna get rid of those those conspiracy theories too much <laughs> <laughs> well there, there's been so many conspiracies regarding who it was and i kept trying yeah. to tell people like it's not really a conspiracy like we don't know this person um I, I should actually pull up those messages to debug and and give you a proper final uh send off to angry face final postmortem uh, uh yeah like and then we're gonna lay it to bed but you're right there were a lot of people who thought it was Satoshi at one point, and they thought it was someone else at some point, and uh, now they think it's you. But so, uh, yeah, just to close up this loop, let me pull up the messages from Debug. It started on 126, 2022 is when I found out. Well, I had already known it was Debug, and I sent him a friend request, and he just wrote back and said, What's up, B Love? And uh, the, another way I've been identifying B Love is because he would always recommend the Love Shack on Thing FM. Which which is hilarious to me. Like the dude, like anytime we'd be like in a in a deep thing FM session, like maybe there are a couple hundred people on there, Debug would be like, play Love Shack every time. So I'm like, what a weird you're right. I mean, like what a it's a great song. I am I'm in no way downing I think that's the B fifty twos. Um maybe not. I don't yeah, I don't know. But regardless, he would always say Love Shack. So whenever I found out it was him, I was like, The Love Shack guy, no way. <laughs> um which is to me. Uh, and I said, hey, what are the chances? I said, debug the Love Shack master. What are the chances you'd be willing to hook me up with an angry face interview? Enough time has passed that it isn't a big deal and I've kept your secret, but we all have so many questions that would be exciting to know the answers to. And he said, maybe, not sure. I did hear that I sold a zombie thing, though. And I said, <laughs> you did, man. I guess it goes into territory. And he said, I mean, I did grab 82 of them or so, so there's bound to be something in there including I donated one to you, I think. And I said, you did donate one to me and I'm still, I still intend to give it away. People ask about you every day and I've been compiling the data and trying to figure out the best way to share the story because it's actually really fascinating. And he said, so many people do what I did though, not just for Thingdoms, mostly because most of the invites were limited besides one invite that Luke left infinite by accident. Um, so that was when he went dark. I said, it is impressive that you called Thingdoms to be a winner so early though but I would like to meet with you and hear some questions I would ask. And these, this is what I've been, these four questions was the, were the holdup. This was it. I wanted to know one, what was the process of managing 50 discord accounts? Do you have 50 computers? Is it a script? What is that? Two, what was your process for selling? Did you use genie three? How much did you end up netting from Thingdoms? And four, when did you learn you had the zombie and how did that feel? That that's all I wanted to know. And uh, he never wrote back. And then a month later, I sent him a sad bear face. And I think he's moved on. So debug if you're out there. I still love you, man. I, I think about you often. It's a misconnection. Uh, <laughs> and that should close it up. And now Luca is getting the angry face for free that you sent to me. That so, would have been an incredible interview. I, I would have loved to have heard those answers. I, and I had completely forgot that he had the zombie thing at some point and had sold it. That makes it even funnier to be honest. <laughs> I know. Um, Great. And he kept, kept undercutting the floor and just selling it for, but it wasn't like by 0 0.01. He like was undercutting by 0 
It was like point two or, or something like that. It was crazy. Like, like, what are you doing, man? Like, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be like that, you could have he could have made so much more money. So I I don't know. He's just tanking the Angry floor, face. but yeah, making just a big question mark. That's it. Angry. Absolutely. That's that's all it is. That's the end of the story for Angry Face. Maybe someday I'll try and reach out again, but but uh miss you debug. If I if I'm ever in a community again and debug shows up, we're gonna be like, hey, wait a second here. So you wrap up your your research and investigation into Angry Face. Um what do you move to next? What's your next project? What have you been working on over the past couple of years? Or a year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it feels I mean, you could say ten years. It feels like it feels like it was like thing FM, the 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 launch in Mint was it feels yeah. like ten years ago, but Honestly. it really wasn't. It was so it was just like right around the corner yesterday. Um yeah, from from Thing FM, I I didn't have the amount of margin I wanted to give to Thing FM. And um and I my my number one goal was to try to quit my job. That was it. I wanted to get out of my IRL job and be full time web three during the it was a boom too. I mean, you remember. We, and we knew we were in a uh, a bull market. We knew it. Nobody was like, "This is a bear." It was it was fantastic. And I was trying to seek any opportunity I could to try to be able to leave my job. And as much as I hoped Thing FM would be it, um, it just ended up not being quite what we thought it would be. You know, and that's totally fine. And I know you and I, we still talk, and and me and Luke talk all the time, and and me and Owen talk. So it's it's it was never a, a thing that was like. A big deal but i didn't know what would be next i just i knew that i needed to start figuring out what i could do to, to supplement uh in a way that i wanted to so from there i'm sure everyone saw i went uh i helped a, a project called Brediverse launch which is just another example of saying yes when a friend says do you want help and uh that was that was chewed up and spit out man that was really really hard that was not like thingdoms at all it was it was difficult and not because of the team or not because of the the people involved it's just the market, man. Like, and I, I learned some really valuable lessons and I, I do it all again the same way. Like I'm super proud of, of saying yes to helping a friend and, and to learning those lessons together. Um, and, and somewhere along there, Subducks asked me if I'd do a morning show and I was like, yeah, well, I mean, why not? Let's do it. Um, I think Thing FM was transitioning away from live radio because of the new platform. And I think it's a fantastic thing. I know DJ helps with uh, controlling a lot of what happens and when it happens. He'll schedule yep. this show. And um, and it just seemed like a good opportunity. And I felt like if I could do that and still, you know, it, and it would make sense. So I think my, my biggest, uh, the only regret I do have was was maybe in the lack of a goodbye. I wish I would have been able to come on and say farewell in a way that was genuine. But maybe this is my opportunity. And uh, just to you know, post P.S., I miss you guys. Um, you know, I hope that still means something. But yeah, so so that's that's what I did, and I, and I was able to secure three months with them. And then halfway through that, the market crashed as a whole, and uh, we had a meeting. I was like, "Hey, this is." I, I would imagine the first thing you would cut would be a a radio show, and uh, like, yeah, we're, we're thinking about it, and not because we don't like it, and not because of you know, it's just we're we're trading at half the ETH we had now, and it's like, yeah, I get it. So, so I got I got to do three amazing months. I learned a whole lot, um, and and now, uh, me and me and Julesy, who is another Thingdom holder, who you should do a things Absolutely. to know with Julesy, yeah. um, dude, fascinating. She's she is uh, she's got such 
a wide range of things she's great at. So her and I started a show together and it's not a radio show per se. It's like a video podcast and it's called the Be Love and Julesy Show. And that actually is every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And the first show is uh, this Wednesday, which as of this interview is today. So when you listen to this, you'll, you'll, uh, the first show will have already happened. So it's a video show. We do content. We make, we make funny jokes and, and have a good time. And we use puppets and, and satire ads and things like that. Like it's, it's everything that I love to do bundled up into one thing. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I have Tuesday and Thursday to plan it with Jules Z. And I love it. I'm having a really great time. I feel creatively in a spot that I haven't been in a really long time. And the other thing I started doing was the weekend update. I don't know. Um, I was literally just sitting around in my, my house and I've been having this feeling of, of what does it mean to be content? Of what, what does it mean to just be happy? Because there's so many people out there that have amazing jobs and I look at them and, and sometimes I feel jealous. And I know that this is a universal feeling. This isn't just me. You look at what's bigger and better and you're like, gosh, I wish I could be there. But you don't realize that the people that are where you want to be are absolutely doing the same thing, right? And and I, and I just sat back and I just started thinking like, what, what would I, like, what's the perfect job? And it kept hitting me. It was like, it's it, like, if I could read the news on weekend update on Saturday night live every Sunday, like how amazing would that be all week? You're just preparing for, for making funny jokes mm -hmm. about the news. I was like, okay, why don't I just do it? Like, that's the thing I, I've found an opportunity in a place to do it that didn't exist, you know, two years ago. And there was no hiccup. I was like, all right, let's just do it. The thing we talked about earlier. So I got a camera and it's the, the first one is so funny because I didn't have a, a green screen. I had to use a green towel. Um, my green screen was at work still. And um, yeah, spoiler alert, I do still have my job. So uh, <laughs> no, we talked about that, which I'm grateful for. I'm content in my job. But uh, yeah, I started filming a weekend update and I... Um, I thought, I thought it went well. Like I, I told myself if like, if 10, 10 people resonate with it, I'll do it. And that's, that's kind of my, my bar is like, if I can just get like 10 people in a room to like have a good time, maybe even five, I'll keep doing it. So I'm three weeks into a weekend update. So all week I'm just watching NFT news and making fun of it and thinking of jokes. And, uh, and, uh, that's, that's, so what's next for me, what's now for me is the Be Love and Julesy show and a weekend update that's, uh, run through the Twitter and, the Be Love and Julesy shows run through a, a place called DJ Network, which we're friends of Thingdoms as well. So a lot of Thingdom holders in there. It's a lot of fun. I invite you guys to come hang out. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not competing with anything going on on Thing FM, I don't believe. And if it is, I'd tell you to watch Thing FM and then catch my show on YouTube later. Listen to Thing FM <laughs> and catch me later. I think that's... I record. think that's awesome. I think uh, all the stuff that that you've worked on has been really cool. But your your current stuff that you're doing with the the podcast and uh, your weekend update, it just seems to fit perfectly with like what you do and and who you are. Um, so I'm incredibly excited to see that moving forward. If you're seeing this live, I guess you're seeing this tomorrow. So the first episode is out. We'll make sure to like drop a link to that in the comments. You can go check that out sure. as well. I wanted to rewind because you went through a, a number of different projects that you've helped with um, or contributed to or built yourself. The first one was kind of Brediverse, and you seem to be involved in that process, fully kind of helping to build that out, but said that it, it was a difficult process, taught you a lot. Can you walk us through some of the lessons that you took away from that, things that you took into future projects you worked on, um, just macro learnings from it? Yeah. 
it, it I, I need a whiteboard <laughs> and to write down more. I mean, there's some low hanging fruit, but it's not always up to you if something goes the way you thought it would was was a big one. I mean, I there there was a sense of of the the bull run with uh, Thingdoms where it was like, man, this is this all hits. Like pe- people are loving everything that's happening, and and not even just. Thing FM is not what I'm referring to. I'm, I mean, I remember when Luke dropped the backgrounds and people were just going crazy about him. Like everyone was looking for a project to invest in. And I was so thankful that Luke and Owen showed up to be the people to invest in. Because uh, when I had my very first ever video chat with them, I was like blown away by the by the character and the integrity of these people. And I was like, okay, I'd, I'd love to do anything with these guys. So I was thankful that, that they extracted... Um, not necessarily money from the market, but but they, they were able to get 10,000 units moved and, and a whole community built and it's a great community and i i thought that maybe the roadmap for brediverse could be a similar thing you know all, the same all people of integrity and creativity and and excitement and it was totally working at first i was like all right this is it and, and even before i decided to jump on board full time i um because i because i did step away from from my irl job for a bit to help with that full time i was just kind of like part-time and then there's an opportunity and and so do you want to drop your name, you know, as founder on? I was like, yeah, I'm proud of this. Like, of course, if that's what if that's what you want, I'll I'll do it for sure. So I, I dropped my name on as a founder and still proud of that. But you know, as the market started to downward turn, it was like this is insane. Like people just weren't there anymore. There there's certain people that weren't there, and then it became the free mint meta. And then at that point, when when that happened, because we it was a it was supposed to be a point one mint, and we had you know. 1200 people signed up on the on the whitelist we're gonna let them each get three or five and then we had like three months to work towards um what we really wanted and and i guess some of the things we learned were we don't know anything we simply don't know anything and i don't think that'll Mm -hmm. change i really don't i think the way the market's going anyone that ever says they know what's going to happen they don't and we all know that but we can listen to advice and and analysis but we have no idea and I, i think i was so sure that we were not about to turn like no way like this is still going up like we're we're, we're early and um again it, it just goes to show that we, we don't we don't ever know what's going to happen so in my opinion it strengthened my idea of like just say yes and see what happens later just just say yes and figure out everything later if, if you have a small desire to do something and it, and it's full of of good intentions and it's something that will give you joy and potentially give other people joy just say yes and figure it out later. And and that's that's maybe the biggest thing I learned. And and if it doesn't work out, pick up the pieces and and don't, you know, don't go in hiding. Don't, don't, don't walk around with shame. People understand. People totally, I mean, they're in the same market we are. So I think it's it's just this sense of of self-awareness and and the ability to lean on people who do understand. It's it's uh it's tough out there, man. And nobody knows anything. So Let's understand that and we'll offer empathy in that regard to the people that that are going through something. Yeah, I think that's an incredible takeaway from it. I think there's a quote that goes something along the lines of like, the only thing we know is that we know nothing. Um, and I, I think in a yep. space like crypto, that's so new, um, so volatile, so many people constantly coming into the space and leaving the space depending on cycles. Um, it's even more true here than anywhere else. I also think that there's a huge advantage, like you were saying, to just getting involved in stuff. Um, like 
regardless of, of the outcome, just being involved in building a project and, and learning from that probably gave you an immense amount of knowledge that you can bring forward, assuming you want to, you know, remain involved in the space. Um, that'll be super, super yeah. valuable. So yeah, incredibly, incredibly interesting. I know we just went through some of your macro views of say yes, um, and, and kind of, you know, involve yourself with things that can bring people joy. Zooming out a little bit and looking at the crypto space specifically, where do you kind of see it all going over the next couple years, five years, 10 years? And what ideally yeah. do you want to happen in it? All right, I got a good answer for it. This is this is what I see happening. Did you say over the next 10 years? Five, 10, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, um, here's this is it, man. I mean, like, I promise you this will happen. I don't know. I have no idea. Here's what I think is possible. Uh, I think that the blockchain is fantastic. I think it's incredible. I think it eliminates issues that we've had uh, previously that we currently have. Taxes on the blockchain will allow us to not spend, will, will hopefully allow me not to spend two months working on my taxes every year. Uh, it will save me money for a tax accountant um, potentially because we'll be using software, um, which I guess you could already do. It's just not as easy. So, uh, so I'll say, I think the whole world will use it. I do, I do kind of have this idea that everything has to level out to an easier, even playing field for it to be mass adopted. And that's kind of what we're seeing now where ETH is going down. I don't know if it'll, I, right now it's kind of pumping a little bit. I, I don't know what'll happen, but, but what I see is, especially when I look at these James Webb photos, I've been on this kick for about a week now where we are learning that we're potentially infinite. There's no ending. You know, we've all kind of known that. We'll never be able to prove it. It's impossible to prove that something's infinite without being the one that created it. And that's that's another lesson in itself. But we're we're looking at one portion of the night sky that's the size of a grain of sand and we're seeing more galaxies than we can count. That's insane. That's crazy. We're eternal. The blockchain as well is eternal. The things that are on this chain will live there forever. I mean, the, the, the art you've created, the things you've done, they will always, always be there. Furthermore, if you look backwards in the past, I have never seen a video of my great-grandfather, ever. Never seen him in motion. Don't know how he smiles. Don't know how he looks sad. Don't know what he looks like when he's proud of someone. No idea. No idea. I think I've maybe seen one black and white photo. I don't know. But I believe in the future because of technology like the blockchain and we're, we're starting to see artificial intelligence and things like that. I'll be able to maybe plug that one black and white photo in and maybe maybe like get an idea of what he could have looked like or could have operated like. And we'll do that with, you know, I think we've seen some like Abraham Lincoln stuff. But the point is the future brings us to this place that's eternal. And your Luca, your great, great, great grandkids may listen to this interview. They might because they're going to have a whole catalog of what you do. And, and I brought this up the other day and, and it was my uncle, actually. He said, but, but they're, they're not, this is, this is, some of this stuff is, is minuscule. Like it doesn't matter. They're not going to want to watch, you know, your attempt of, of trying to backflip for the first time, which I say, yes, yes, they would. My great, 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 I love that. But what's going to happen is with, with AI and with technology that we're going towards, um, like Google Photos is what I use. And my wife and I both sync up our phones to our Google Photo account and every day our, our photos back up so we retain them forever. Um, those are already sorting our photos. They're not great at sorting our videos yet, but I could type in, I want to find a picture of 
Brandon eating pizza and which is honestly I've done that before and it's sad. There's a whole lot of them. I don't I don't know that I don't know why I do it, but I take a lot of pictures of myself eating pizza apparently. Um, <laughs> so so the the category the the categorical system of AI will enhance it so much so that in the future because imagine this Luca if if I pass away, do you think my kids are going to be like? Hey, that Google Photo Cloud account, nah, just get rid of it. We don't want it anymore. No, that's yeah. the equivalent of throwing away your family photo exactly. album. This is our family photo mm-hmm. album. And you can search, you can see what you look like the day you were born, how you cried, what it what it was with, with 360 VR technology coming out even better and, and more advanced. You'll be able to see yourself getting married and then two years, you know, you watch it every year. And then maybe on the second year, instead of watching you and your wife, you turn around and look at everyone in the audience. It's like you have all these capabilities to relive your life and I think our values and our integrity and our creativity and the things that we hold dear now will continue to live on generations because of that. So with that said, when you say let's zoom out big, what do you see? I just see the whole world operating on some sort of blockchain technology because that's that's what's needed. That's that's where we're going. And furthermore, everything you do right now, you should consider that it will live on forever. And instead of that, instead of that, like scaring somebody or and not, you know, making you afraid to do things, I think, in my opinion, I lean into it. I 100% lean into it. I've been I've been working on a on a comedy routine. I really have a bucket list of trying to do an open mic night, and I was practicing it on my phone, and it was it was so dumb. Like it's a terrible it was a terrible bit, but I was recording it, and I and I I stopped and I was like, you know what? Somebody's going to see this that I didn't intend to see it because, you know, I share one with my wife and it's going to go to our photo album. And my wife is really good about razzing me. And, and, uh, it's, it's all fun and games, but I know that maybe we'll be sitting around the couch one day and she'll be like, what was this? And she'll pull it, play it. And I'll be like, oh, this is so embarrassing. So I decided to take another video and I was like, Hey, if you just watch my comedy routine, I don't know who you are. Hopefully we're all in the same room together. I don't care. I know that I left myself vulnerable and that's fine. And I hit end, you know, it's like going to cover my basis. And then I thought, what about the person that watches this in a hundred years to which that, that was where my uncle said, no one's going to want to watch that. And I was like, I don't know, man, because what if I say, and I did, I recorded another video. I was like, Hey, great, great, great grandchildren. I want to just give you a message based on the previous videos you watch. So if I'm, if I'm like, I just think of myself, if, if I'm looking at my Google photo album and I have a tag called great, great, great grandchildren from my great, great, great grandfather, that's a video I'm probably going to check out. So I like spent two minutes talking to somebody a hundred years in the future, because why not? I just say lean into it because it's inevitable. It's going to happen if we don't burn up because of how hot it is outside. I mean, it's insane, but I, I believe that we're eternal. I believe that we're infinite. And not only because of the cosmos proof of it, the galaxy, but also because of the blockchain. Like it's it's an amazing partnership, and I'm excited to be there. So that's my answer for uh, for when you when you zoom out, what do you see? First off, I don't know, but second off, it's eternal. I think that is an incredible spot to leave it at. I I totally agree. By the way, I think I've, I've thought about this a lot in terms of like real cultural assets, right? This idea of like you have all these musicians across the world, um, across all of time. There is a very small subset of musicians that existed in this like 15 year window at the birth of the internet, who for the rest of time will always have the longest amount of time 
on the internet on platform like those videos are always going to continue to rack up views like that music is always going to continue to be listened to and there's this huge first mover advantage beyond the idea of like this information is eternal and the content we put out is eternal i think also on like the scale of hundreds and thousands of years of like having the internet and information technology we're like in the very 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 first stages of it and in the scope of how much content is going to end up out there um mm. there's like nothing now um it's it's just a fascinating little world and and model to think about yeah the idea of the first to move being the most impressive sometimes uh, you think of the Beatles and Elvis Presley and and you could even say the 70s bands like the Eagles and stuff you know it, it was when technology wasn't as accessible and the people still figured it out that's that's the truth and that's the encouragement and that's a real that's honestly a really good place to end because we say it often we're early but I don't think people know what that means when we say we're early what it means is um, when we were recording music on four tracks or eight tracks I wasn't alive for that and I bet you I wouldn't try because it's so daunting. It's not easy. It's so hard. You have to be so proficient at what you do. And these guys were able to do it and uh, in, in, a, in an amazing way when it comes to music, when it comes to some of the most famous artists, when it comes to some of the famous uh, novelists, they just did it. They jumped in and went. And, um, and I think that that's so impressive. And that's what we're doing. We are so so early that the content we're creating now will be content that's looked back on and, and thought of as as the OG. I mean, look at look at the way CryptoPunks are received right now. Um, I would call CryptoPunks, you know, the uh, Buddy Hollies or the Elvis Presleys, and then you got people like Subdups, Sub Ducks, and Thingdoms, and and Cyberkongs, and all these things that are kind of these these other projects that maybe came out a decade later. In, in in the idea of, of what we do it's 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 an amazing thing to look at and, and yeah i think i think we are uh we're so early that it's the content that will live on forever and it all goes hand in hand i hope you enjoyed that interview if you'd like to connect with Love, you can find them on twitter at brandon lovelace and if you'd like to connect with me you can also find me on twitter at it's luca wm i'd like to extend a huge thank you to Love. Your support over the past year has been incredibly meaningful and I appreciate it. And as always, a huge thank you to the entire Thingdom community. If you know someone that should be featured on this show, DM me on Twitter or on Discord. I'd love to hear your opinion. And as always, stay thingy, do good things, and I'll see you next week.